Welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to feature my recent conversation with Rodney Sullivan. Rodney is the Executive Director of the Richard A. Mayo Center for Asset Management here at the Darden School of Business. And he and I recently connected to talk more about his background, what led him to Darden, what opportunities are available to students at Darden who are interested in asset management, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Rodney Sullivan. Rodney, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Brett. Uh, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, been looking forward to this conversation. Uh, how is everything going? How are you doing? Um, we're, we're doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Um, you know, I've been very well. My family has been very well. We've been very fortunate to uh, to duck the disease. Um, and we're also very fortunate and lucky to be in a town with, you know, great access to wonderful world-class healthcare. Yeah, I would say um, if you got to be somewhere at this particular time, Charlottesville is an all right place to be. Um, lot of, you know, a lot of great outdoor activities. You get a little bit more elbow room. Uh, great. Of course, all the all the things that people love about Charlottesville, great restaurants, uh, it's football season, basketball season's on the horizon. So lots to look forward to. Put a lot of miles on the Appalachian Trail in the past uh, 18 months. Yeah, I can, I can believe it. Um, I have been logging quite a few miles here in the D.C. area as a, just a pedestrian, just walking around, not nearly as exciting as the Appalachian Trail. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. One of the things that's so much fun about hosting uh, this podcast and having these conversations is you get to introduce listeners to all sorts of people here at Darden. And I think listeners are going to be excited to hear from you about what you do here. So let's talk more uh, about you. Who are you and, and what's your role here? So I'm Rodney Sullivan. So you, you've introduced me and, and I'm the executive director of the Mayo Center for Asset Management you know, here at Darden. And my team and I work closely with faculty and students and alum uh, to advance research, uh, the Darden curriculum uh, and careers, all in the field of, of course, asset management, as the name suggests. So that's what we do. Very broad um, but um, working you know, very, very closely uh, with a wide variety of folks across Darden. All right. Well, tell us a little bit more about your background. Um, what did you do before, before coming to Darden? Well, I've been um, in finance and asset management my whole career, so 30 plus years now. So I've done a lot of things. Um, but at a high level, my work is really focused on uh, improving investment community through uh, what I call rigorous research and continuous education. And I've worked in a wide variety of, er of areas, everything from corporate finance to institutional asset management, I work for a large healthcare firm in the investment management area, I work for a top uh, hedge fund in the world. Um, but I've also spent a lot of my career advancing education. Um, I spent 10 years at uh, CFA Institute, which is uh, near by here uh, in, in the town of Charlottesville. Um, and also work for the CHI Association. So both CFA Institute and the CHI Association are similar um, in that they're you know, organizations that are membership-based and both offer gold standard uh, credentials uh, in the areas of ethics and asset management. Um, so my career has been on helping um, the investment profession from all different angles. Uh, my academic background, um, I have both undergraduate and graduate degrees from Virginia Commonwealth University um, in economics. And my emphasis has been on mathematics and quantitative finance. Um, that's been the focus of my whole career. Um, quantitative um, asset management 
is really just the mathematical and scientific side of finance. Well, let's go even even further back. How did you decide that this was your your path? Um, what got you interested in the mathematical side of finance? I've always been interested. Um, learning has always been top of mind for me ever since I was a little kid. I always loved to learn and read, and I never got away from it. So while I was um, early in my career, I was doing the CFA exam, of course, but I was also adjunct faculty at, at VCU, my alum. So I've always had a, a hand um, in either you know continuing to educate myself, but also sharing and helping to share um, that knowledge um, with others, um, with, with students and folks who are you know, thinking about um, careers and, and asset management. Um, so it's, it's something I've never gotten away from. And my career just has kind of ebbed and flowed from, you know, from uh, education back to asset management and then back to education again, where I am now. So it's really a natural, um, it's always been a natural um, fit for me. Um, and, and the Mayo Center is fantastic because, um, you know, I'm leading the center, um, but I'm also teaching, uh, you know, it's been a big part of my time teaching um, and mentoring students and helping them, you know, to think about careers in asset management. You know, given that my career has spanned, you know, such a wide area, um, I, I, hopefully I have some, some interesting uh, perspectives, you know, to share with the students as they're, you know, really beginning their journey and, and the, potentially the field of asset management, but wherever it leads them. So is Virginia home for you? Are you originally from Virginia? Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from uh, Richmond, Virginia, um, and my family dates back there several hundred years on both sides of my family. So yeah, I'd say, I think it's safe to say Virginia is very much home to me. I have strayed away, uh, you know, I've, I've lived in you know, Connecticut and New York area for quite a while, but uh, always uh, drawn back to Virginia. I love it here. My family loves it here. Um, it's, it always feels like home. And I've traveled all over, you know, I've lived in different places, but I've you know, traveled all over the world and I always look forward to coming back uh, to Virginia. It's very much home. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the Mayo Center. You started to talk about your role and how you interact with students. Um, what is the Mayo Center for our listeners who are less familiar uh, with the Centers of Excellence here, here at Darden? What's the Mayo Center? So the official name, by the way, we haven't uh, addressed this yet, but it's the Richard A. Mayo Center for asset management, which is a mouthful, um, but we're very grateful um, to our founding partner, uh, Dick Mayo, who is a Darden alum um, and still very much engaged um, with the center. In fact, we, we have a, a second year reading seminar um, that is very kindly held um, at Kinlock Farm, which is the farm that uh, Dick Mayo spends a big part of his time. Uh, and he actively participates in this class along with myself and Pedro Matos. Um, so we're very fortunate to have um, support of, you know, alums like Dick Mayo and others, you know, that support the school. Um, so that's how we got started um, about five or six years ago. Uh, and the Mayo Center uh, is a center of excellence uh, here at Darden. So we sit alongside a couple of other centers, um, the Institute for Business and Society, um, the Batten Institute right, for Entrepreneurship and Innovation, uh, and the Center for Global Initiatives. Uh, and the Mayo Center is, is one of these centers that we all work together um, alongside, you know, the library and all the other parts of Darden Career Center, um, you know, that makes Darden sort of what Darden is. So um, one of the things uh, that you just shared that I'm curious about, um, it's always fun to hear people talk about classes. And you mentioned this kind of reading uh, seminar. What, what are you reading in, in that seminar? What are the students discussing? 
Yeah, so this this is uh, it's a great question, and we we read um, a wide variety, a wide cross section of things, um, and so we we start with what's called uh, traditional valuation and economic history. So how did we get here? How did our industry kind of get to where we are? Um, and we're fortunate to also be um, joined by Bob Bruner for this class, who is um, a, a prestigious economic historian. And, and so we spend a lot of time um, in order to understand how we move forward. It's, it's helpful to understand how we got here. So we spent a lot of time you know, you know, talking about the industry, how it evolved uh, and where we are now. Um, and then we, we talk about ideas for, for looking ahead. And um, we, we kind of split the class up into three wide buckets, if you will, kind of the history of how we got here, um, traditional valuation analysis, which you, you do a deep dive here at Darden. If you're, if you're a student, you know that already. Um, but if you're thinking about coming here, um, you know, we, we do um, quite a bit of work on how to value companies. Um, and then we do some work on quantitative finance and quantitative investments, which is more of my background. Um, and it's another area of way of, it's another area of finance and way of evaluating companies. They're not um, so dissimilar um, from traditional uh, fundamental analysis, but people think they are. And so we talk about sort of the parallels. Um, companies are companies and you break them down all in the same way. Um, and we, we read all kinds of, we read, um, we listen to podcasts, we, we read, um, you know, popular trade books, we, we read um, brokerage reports, we read all kinds of things to um, try to get a, uh, as wide visibility into um, how people think about asset management and, and valuation as we can. And the students lead the conversation. That's the really fun part. So. Well, I think, I think about, Bob Bruner, and it, he puts out that reading list every year, books that have caught his attention. I think of him as somebody who reads widely and, you know, always, um, always staying sort of active and sort of uh, thinking about things. Uh, it's incredible. He, he's, an, he's an amazing mentor. He's been um, very generous of his time, you know, with me and also with the students. We're very grateful to have him. And you know, you can ask him anything about economic history. <laughs> he'll, have, he'll have the answer. It's, it's amazing. It's just a, such a wealth of knowledge. Um, but, you know, our, our industry is, it's really at, at a, an inflection point in the sense that um, it's growing quite rapidly. And there's areas of, of um, asset management that are growing even more rapidly, such as private markets. So private capital, private equity, venture capital, real estate, are areas that, I mean, they've been around for a long time, but in the last 10 to 15 years have been accelerating uh, in their growth. And um, there's lots of, of wonderful opportunities um, for students to, to get involved in asset management, not just traditional like stock picking as people, um, at least when I was in grad school, it was a long time ago, when used to think about, um, you know, predominantly was, you know, how do you value a, you know, a public company? And that's still a very big part of it. Um, but it's it's an area that's just burgeoning is is these private markets and um, you know part of the mandate and, and part of the thinking of the Mayo Center is you know how do we connect um, you know with the you know with those areas that are growing fat quickly both with alum with students and, and build out curriculum and programming you know for students to get involved in these areas and and we're you know we're pretty excited about this area because there's an increased focus on it you know from the industry but also here at Darden. Well, I really appreciate that that last point because we always get this question from prospective students, 
you know, how is the faculty incorporating current events and what's going on in the world? And, you know, how is this kind of woven into the academic and co-curricular experience? It sounds like this is something that the Mayo Center is directly kind of engaged with. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like to break down the learning into to two categories. There's the classroom learning, um, you know, that we've kind of been focused on to this point, but there's also the experiential learning. Um, people call it different things, but basically it's, you know, getting hands-on practical experience, you know, in the field of study. Um, and, you know, for, for the Mayo Center, we, we do several different, many different things. Um, an example of this um, is Darden Capital Management. So Darden Capital Management is a group of 25 students um, who lead um, investing for a significant amount of money uh, for the foundation, over $25 million. Um, there's five different investment management funds um, and the students um, decide ultimately um, how those funds get managed. And, and, and that's like a perfect example, right? Of, of hands-on practical knowledge and how you stay at the forefront. Um, and so this, this group um, will also have guest speakers. So I mentioned alums before how, you know, the Mayo Center is connected with alums. One of the wonderful things uh, about Darden is the, um, the involvement of the alumni. Um, you know, I've yet to, to pick up the phone and call an alum, although I guess you don't really pick up the phone these days as much, it's more email, but I've, ne- I've yet to reach out to contact an alum who has said, oh no, I, I don't really want to spend time you know, with students. They always, always are, are more than happy um, to give back, you know, to the, to the community and to their school. And, and so we have speakers come in, um, you know, Darden Capital Management does, but we have courses too, where we, we bring in speakers to, you know, provide current perspectives and current thinking um, and a ver- variety of thinking, you know, on asset management. So there's lots of different ways uh, the students can, can get that hands-on experience. Another um, wonderful way is the, our summer internship program. We call it the Mayo Center uh, Summer Fellowship Program. And here we work with the Career Center um, and uh, a variety of um, of firm sponsors uh, in asset management, all from traditional asset management, private equity, venture capital, um, real estate, all different areas of asset management um, where we connect that firm with a student um, uh, or a group of students um, as the case may be. And then the students spend the summers at those organizations uh, and get that hands-on experience. Um, and there's nothing like rolling up your sleeves for a summer uh, and spending it, you know, as an, at an asset management firm to see how, you know, the work of work gets done, as I say. Um, so again, um, back to your question, just lots of, lots of really great opportunities for students to, to get that hands-on experience. Well, I want to I pause here for a second, because I think one of the challenging things, if you're a prospective business school student, and you're just trying to figure out what people do with an MBA is there's a lot of jargon, right? There's maybe things that you've never heard, like what is consulting, for example, or what does it mean to, to work in investment banking? And asset management, I think, is maybe one of those things that people, they hear a lot, but maybe don't know exactly what it is. So um, what is asset management? What, what does it entail? Yeah, it's such a great question. Um, and, you know, what's, what's interesting, too, about if you ask different people what asset management is, you may get different answers. Um, you know, our industry hasn't quite landed on a single definition, but you know, for me, um, it, it's all about um, the preservation and growth of wealth for investors. Uh, and in so doing, putting the interest of the investor first and foremost. So to me, those are the keys. Um, and if we're not, and if we're not accomplishing 
that, right? We're not accomplishing the, that two-pronged mission of, of helping to grow and preserve wealth um, and putting the interest first, um, then we're simply not succeeding as a profession. That's my own view. That's my own. You can probably tell it's a pretty strong view, um, but it's a view that I've you know come to after being in this profession for many, many years and having Jack Bogle, the uh, the founder of Vanguard, being a friend and mentor of mine. He passed away a few years ago, but I was very fortunate to know him. So um, it was something that um, you know has definitely stayed with me in my career. Um, you know, but but you know, it's it's hard to. That's still maybe a little bit vague. So when my kids ask me. Uh, you know, when they were younger, what, you know, what do you do? Like, what is finance anyway? What does that even mean? And I would just tell them very simply, it's, you know, I help people to retire better. Um, I help them to retire more comfortably and, and better than they otherwise would. Um, so that's, again, that's my definition. That's how I think about it, but it works. I think it works. I think so. Um, so let's talk about what career paths may be available. I mean, you mentioned a lot of different things and some growth areas that you're seeing in this mm -hmm. industry. Um, when you talk to students and you know, they're planning sort of their career, passionate about asset management, interested in this, what are some of the paths that are available to people? Yeah, so this this is um, very uh, challenging oftentimes for folks who don't uh, haven't been in the business and, and haven't um, had exposure to it. Um, so I, I'll, I'll give an answer, a detailed answer to the question, but to come back to how the Mayo Center works across Darden, um, and we, we work with the Career Center, we work directly with students. Um, we have on um, one of the very first days of school, um, we have a welcome session for, for all first years and second years if they want to come. Um, and um, I mentioned alums and how helpful they were or are. We have a, uh, a guest speaker uh, that comes and joins the class. Um, and they talk about sort of their career and their path and, and broadly the asset management industry. And, and they lay the, what I call the groundwork and the landscape. What is the asset management landscape? What does it look like? Um, it takes about 30 minutes to, to kind of go through all of that. We probably won't have time for that today, um, but we do, and I can, give, I can touch on some of that. Um, but, but, we, but the point is here that we, you know, we offer tools, right? For students to help, to help them to navigate um, you know, that challenge, because it's, it's definitely not, not easy. Um, so the way that I think about, uh, to answer your, to get back to your question to answer, the way I think about the asset management industry is broadly two buckets. There's traditional asset management, uh, which is uh, stocks and bonds, right? So you think about public markets, when you turn on CNBC, that's predominantly what they're talking about, if you, if you do that. Um, so that's traditional um, public markets. And then there's um, private markets that I was alluding to earlier. So private markets um, are still um, very important, very important markets, um, but they are you know, private by, by their very nature. So these are things like real, oftentimes real estate, private equity, venture capital, and even hedge funds. Uh, and so when you put these two together, you get this big universe, right, of the area of asset management. Um, and students can go into any of those areas, um, any individual one of those areas, and there's sub areas right within there. Um, but another, you know, sometimes students are like, well, I don't, I, I like all of this. I don't quite know which area I want to dig into. Um, there's opportunities for those students too. There's iBanking. Um, there is consulting, uh, consulting work that's, you know, specific to asset management. Um, there are, you know, organizations that help the world of asset management and asset owners um, allocate capital. Um, these are like outs, you know, what's called OCIO or outsource CIOs. Um, there's endowments like the, uh, the UVA Investment Management Office. 
Um, so, you know, they see all the, the landscape of investment opportunities. Um, and then, you know, there's also pension plans. So these are retirement plans, like large retirement plans, like the Virginia retirement system that's just down the street. Um, so if you don't quite know what area you want to get into, that's fine. There, there are, um, there are organizations and that spend their whole day, every day, thinking about how to put all these different um, disparate asset classes together in a meaningful way. And you know, a student can go into one of these and learn about you know, all the different areas of asset management, even in more detail, um, and how all the pieces fit together um, than you would get you know, even in a classroom here at Darden. So, um, so the, you know, the area of, of asset management and even more broadly finance is, is very broad. Um, it's hard to like pin down into a sentence or two, um, but it's a process. Um, it's an iterative process with the students where um, we join, you know, arm in arm with them and kind of walk, you know, you know, join them in that in that discovery. So you mentioned this fellows program. Uh, what was the inspiration for creating creating that program? Um, where did the idea come from? I, I think about like uh, the the technology venture fellows, which you know that mm -hmm. institute has, mm -hmm. and there's also um, the the BVIP is out mm -hmm. there too. Yeah. Um, these these kind of programs, and that's the an internship program for people who want to mm -hmm. work, um, maybe for more emerging or early stage companies that may not necessarily have established internship programs. And so there there are these kind of resources across Darden, and I was excited to hear that the, the Mayo Center has like a similar type type thing. So what was the inspiration? Yeah, so we we picked up um, you know the Batten, you know, Mayo Center is fairly new. Batten Institute has been around much longer. Um, so we, we, we did learn from them. Like we do partner with them. We, we do, you know, learn from our peers. Um, and interestingly, you, you point out, um, you know, BVIP um, and, you know, the things that Batten is doing, we, we partner um, with Batten. So one of the areas, for instance, that overlap, the Mayo Center and Batten overlap is in the area of venture capital. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're going to need access to venture capital. So it's the other side of that coin. If you ever watch Shark Tank, Right, you have you have the venture capitalists pitching the sharks, um, and so they're they're two sides of the same coin. And so there's it would be uh, it behooves us for sure you know, to partner directly um, with Batten in the area of venture capital um, and um, sort of entrepreneurship. And so now we we do that explicitly. So we we have the venture we have a brand new that just launched a few weeks ago, um, the uh, venture capital initiative. Uh, it's being led. Um, on the staff side by Robin Swift um, and on the faculty side by Elena Luskina. Uh, and we're, we're thrilled to have them both um, leading this effort. And as part of that is um, internships and venture capital and entrepreneurship um, that are offered, you know, to students. So, um, so exact. So, so the inspiration is, is how can we best help students um, succeed, right, and and inspiring them to succeed in their careers. How do we um, help them with uh, jump off a springboard, right, into this this world, which is, um, you know, it's, it's not oftentimes easy to um, to uh, find. Like, how do you how do you get into this business? Because it is, you know, it can be. It, it's in certain areas, uh, venture capital in, in particular can be uh, Nietzsche. It, it can be hard to break into. Um, so this was, this was the inspiration, um, is, um, uh, alum giving back right to the school most often, not, not always, but oftentimes these, uh, these fellowships are with, uh, firms that are, uh, have, you know, various alums that are part of that firm. So it's, um, it's a way of, of, um, 
just connecting right the students and back into as I mentioned at the onset um, back into practice. How do they get that hands-on experience? Um, so yeah, we're, we're thrilled to be able to to offer these. Um, it's it's through again it's through the the Mayo Center and the generous funding of, of Dick Mayo and the other. Um, founders, you know, of the Mayo Center. So we're just in a really uh, fortunate position, you know, to be able to to do a limited number of these. Um, so uh, it's been, you know, it's been quite successful. We hope to have, um, you know, between the, the venture capital and and the other areas, um, you know, of of asset management, you know, well over a dozen, um, you know, fellows this summer. It feels like between the venture capital initiative and also the breakthrough scholars program that there's a lot of energy right now at Darden around around some of these things. Um, and, and it feels like you know these have always been. I mean, so you know, there's al- always been energy, but it's kind of gone to a, another level here. It must be exciting to kind of be in these conversations. Yeah, the breakthrough scholars is, is exciting. In fact, just before um, Brett, that you and I were, were connecting, I was sitting down with. Um, the Mayo Center um, recipient of the scholarship award um, for this coming this for this coming year for this current year, uh, and so it's something that yeah we're very excited um, to be able to offer uh, and be able to continue to do and to be able also to um, th- there is a perception there is an unfortunate perception of our industry um, that it's uh, it's not as diverse right as it should be or, or needs to be and. That's um, that's a fact of where we, you know, how the industry has evolved and, and where we are. It, it clearly is not as diverse as it as it should be and needs to be. Um, so it's a conscious effort, you know, across Darden, uh, not just not just the Mayo Center, but across Darden, um, you know, to to find ways um, to bridge that gap, you know, to help uh, and, and encourage um, students, diverse students. And underrepresented minorities to you know enter this space of, of asset management because it can be a, a wonderful career. I'm excited we're going to have Greg Fairchild on the podcast. He's a <laughs> friend of the podcast, been on here several times, talk about different things, uh, ethics through literature course, uh, his role here in, in DC, uh, which is exp- expanding by the yes. day yeah. um, here. Um, yeah. But he's going to come on the podcast to talk about the Breakthrough Scholars Program. We're excited uh, about that. Um, I, I want to also talk about what I think is like one of the really signature events that happens um, at UVA every year, and it's the, it's the UVic. Uh, right. It's the conference around around investing. Um, it, I mean, it's incredible. So a whole bunch of people in the Avid Auditorium feels like events go on maybe for a whole weekend, maybe longer yeah. than that. Um, <laughs> a lot, a lot happens. Yeah, yeah. So um, UVic is the acronym for the U- University of Virginia Investing Conference. So it's a conference that we do uh, pan wide. We do it in partnership with you know McIntyre and across the university, um, and it is uh, typically held. Um, you know, here in person at Darden. Last year was not. Um, this th- last year was held uh, virtually, of course, um, and we've just made the decision to um, uh, uh, to launch UVic uh, as a virtual event again this year um, due to the the rise of the pandemic again. Um, but uh, but it is an exciting event. We usually have um, you know three to four hundred people in person. Last year, and in, in fact, it turns out the last year was. Um, we were focused on climate change and uh, ESG, which is a um, acronym for environmental, social, and governance investing. And uh, we had the best attendance ever because it was virtual. And we had, you know, at one point, I think we had over a thousand people um, 
you know, in attendance of that. So we're hoping to, uh, you know, to, to have that same experience this coming year. Um, this coming year, we're going to be talking about a wide array of things on how to think about um, investing um, and how uh, the, the pandemic really has changed the world of investing because it, it has changed, you know, a lot of things um, for a lot of, you know, different industries and, and asset management is certainly one of them. So, um, and investing has certainly changed. So how, you know, how has giving deep thought to um, how the world is, has changed as it relates specifically, um, you know, to asset management. Um, and we're going to have, uh, it's going to be a half day event. Uh, and again, it'll be all virtual and it'll be followed by, and you can find information. I'll, I'll plug if a shameless plug is okay. So you can find information on our website. Um, the Mayo Center for Asset Management. You can you know, can Google that. You can find uh, information on UBIC, and <clears throat> so we it's it's open um, to anyone who wants to to register and attend. So it's going to be free of charge. So please, we we hope to see a lot of people there again this year. Look at the lineup, and um, we, we think it's going to be very compelling. It'll be very interesting. We're going to cover a lot of different you know, areas there, you know, all the areas that we've talked about, um, Brett, today. So venture capital, traditional investing. Um, we're going to talk about uh, blockchain and crypto, so it's it's going to be it's going to be exciting, and then we're going to follow that um, with a, a student-led event um, that we call DVIC, another acronym, but it's the um, the Darden Investing Conference. So this is a student pitch competition. So this is where um, not just Darden students, but students from all around um, the world. So we'll have. Um, folks from the London Business School, for instance, uh, and, and participation this year virtually. Um, so students from all over the world compete uh, to see who can give, which team can give the very best pitch on a, a publicly traded stock. Um, and um, so that's another sort of exciting thing. And that'll take place on Thursday and, and Friday, um, you know, virtually here, you know, be hosted here at Darden. Um, so it's an, it's another way that students can get that sort of hands-on, you know, experience and get the feedback from, um, practitioners. So there's, it's judged, um, by, um, experienced practitioners and they provide really tough questions that, <laughs> you know, you, you give your pitch and then, um, you know, you, you get some pretty tough questions, you know, from experienced, um, asset management folks. So, but it's, it's a great learning experience for the students. And then there's a, you know, there's a cash reward at the end. So there's incentive, which we're a big fan of. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. But we've talked about the E-Cup uh, in, the, in the stages of the E-Cup a bunch here on the podcast. We haven't had a chance to talk about DVIC yet. So this is, this is great. This is great, Roddy. We're going where this podcast has not gone before. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And what a time to have that conference. I'm just thinking we've been hosting uh, this faculty focused webinar series called office hours and we had rich Evans. He was the first person to come on finance faculty member here at Darden. We talked about SPACs. We talked about, this is like right on the heels of GameStop. Uh, we talked about crypto a couple times, both with, uh, rich and Kenda, uh, Hatcham and interestingly about crypto. I think there was just something in the news that the treasury department's trying to figure out, you know, kind of regulatory, um, guidelines for it, uh, to keep like from there being a run on, on crypto essentially. Um, and now you have this monetary policy shift that's perhaps coming, um, as you kind of think about where the economy is going here in the U S and then. China, maybe uh, some sort of bubble. I mean, like, there's a lot of right. a lot of things out there, right? Brett, now. Brett, I think you just ran down the agenda for Uvic. <laughs> um, so thank you, thank you for that. I, you know, that's that you, you hit all the all the all the nice uh, hot spots there. So we're gonna have um, we're gonna have two 
uh, practitioners from uh, China that are going to be joining us, and they're going to talk about what's going on over there. Um, I mentioned, you know, uh, cryptocurrency, and but more broadly, blockchain. You know, what's happening there, and what's happening with the SEC and the Treasury, and trying to get their arms around, um, uh, you know, this blockchain and cryptocurrency, and you know what what to do about it, how to regulate it or not. Uh, every country is, you know, uh, sort of dealing with this simultaneously. So we haven't um, we haven't figured it out yet. Um, but it's certainly you know, a, a growing area, and 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 blockchain, of, of course, as everyone knows, has wide applications way beyond you know blockchain. So we're going to get into all of that, um, and then how all these you know wh- what does it look like you know as as all of this unfolds with the um, we're going to have a um, a monetary uh, authority expert uh, that's going to join us from London. Um, so we're going to get into into all of this. It's going to be I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's, um, I don't know if we'll answer everything in you know the three hours that we have, but we're certainly gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna pack in a bunch and we're gonna peel it back. So it's gonna be exciting. That's great. Well, Rodney, um, you covered a lot of ground here, and I think if my goals of this conversation was for, for people to hear about all the exciting opportunity that's available here at Darden for people who are interested in asset management, just want to learn a little bit more about it. What is it, you know, what can be, what someone can do here? Um, anything else you would want to highlight, you would want students to know about, you know, asset management at, at Darden. I mean, you've been here, you're working with students, you're, you're engaged with alumni and faculty. Um, anything you'd share beyond what's, what's been shared so far? Yeah. To re- well, I, I would just want to reinforce, um, you know, the Mayo center, um, doesn't work in isolation. We, you know, we work closely, you know, all across Darden with the faculty, the career center, um, and alum to provide students with hopefully, uh, will be an inspiring and well-rounded, you know, uh, learning experience that they can, you know, take with them for the rest of their life. Um, and, you know, they'll always want to come back, you know, to Charlottesville. So <laughs> that's what we hope uh, to leave them with. And I would just encourage them to um, students to keep an open mind. Um, the world's obviously evolving you know, rapidly. Everyone, it's it's overused, but it's true. But keep an open mind because you know one of the wonderful things about Darden is it's a wonderful experience. Um, and there's lots of clubs, lots of uh, clubs in different areas of asset management. Um, if you're thinking about career in asset management, join all the clubs that are related to asset management: finance, investment, venture capital, real estate. Join all of them. Um, and a go to all of them because you're you're welcome, and students are very uh, open and giving you know of their time and sharing of their experiences. So um, you know, enjoy it. You know, enjoy the time and um, you know learn from it. And you know, maybe you'll 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 come away a different person for sure. But maybe you'll come away with a different uh, career aspiration. Well, you know. I- when you have a, a podcast guest and, and they anticipate your next question, uh, you know, you really have an expert podcast guest on your hands. So Ronnie, you, you, you got my last question, which is what's your best piece of advice? Keep an open mind, come here, you know, explore, you know, make connections, get it, get involved. Yael Grushka Kane, who was the senior mm-hmm. associate dean for our professional degree programs here at the Darden School said something in a blog post, which I think is universally true. Everybody who's come here on the podcast has said some sort of variation on this is you get out of Darden what you put into it. Mm-hmm. That is this incredibly, incredible reflective quality to the experience. The more you put in, the more you get out. I, I think that really resonates with what you just shared. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and you know, don't, don't hesitate to ask 
um, you know, don't hesitate to ask for help. Don't hesitate to ask for questions. Um, and you know, we're we're here to to um, you know make it a re rich and rewarding experience. Well, Rodney, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and and good luck with UVic. Thanks, Brad. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope to see you there. And that was my interview with Rodney Sullivan, Executive Director of the Richard A. Mayo Center for Asset Management here at the Darden School of Business. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Till next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.